A miraculous life deserves a tremendous tribute. Welcome to A Long Time Going with your host, Jamie Williams. Hello, I'm Jamie Williams and welcome to A Long Time Going, a legacy podcast to memorialize my amazing older brother, John Hunt. John is autistic and developmentally delayed and has been fighting cancer for the last 12 years, but the fight is slowly ending. I want him to live forever, a selfish little sister thing to want, but after being invited to be interviewed at a local radio station and seeing how much my brother loved talking into a microphone and answering questions, I realized that there is a way that John can live forever, and this is it. A miraculous life deserves a tremendous tribute. And this is mine. For all the differences between my brother and I, I always saw one beacon of similarity in our lives, and that was our mother. It was only after I listened to this week's conversation with my brother that I realized we did not share the same mother. Where I saw strength, John saw utility. Where I saw duty, John saw sacrifice. I wonder about the huge gap in his memory when he can remember mom and dad together, and yet his first memory of mom, he claims, is when he would make biscuits and gravy for breakfast. That would have been well into his 30s. And I most wonder how he survives without emotion. Because to me, it seems that his autism has replaced every bit of emotion with parroting or claiming that something is too hard. I wonder... If he knows that I love him, love him hard and angry, fierce, with a sadness that I can never find the words for because those words simply do not exist in my lexicon. I worry that he sees my love for him as obligation or utilitarian. I worry that he doesn't see my love for him at all because instead feels as I inherited him. And I think of mom every day, miss her Hope that she sees that I am trying to do right by my brother. I think of the mom that I knew, the funny, intelligent, quirky, gentle, and still genteel, fixie and frustrated to the very end that she could never find the perfect shade of brown lipstick. She taught me just as much through her death as she did through her life. She is my best friend. And every now and then I get a whiff of her perfume and push away the irrational thought that she is breezing through at the same time clinging to the hope that she is still here in that parallel fourth dimension way. Yes, my mother gave up everything for my brother, but she would never have put it that way. She saw John as the answer, where most people saw him as a big question mark. Yes, John and I shared a mother. But she was simultaneously two different women. But we were still tied together. Welcome to episode two, The Apron Ties That Bind. And today we are going to talk about a subject that is near and dear to both of our hearts and hopefully to many of you out there, and that is our mother. Is that okay with you, John? All right. You have to talk. They can't see. Okay. (laughs) First question that I have for you about mom. What is your first memory of mom? Well, Saturday mornings, I would uh, always come up with something as far as breakfast goes and then, and then make it. Biscuits and gravy, for example. Mm-hmm. 
That's your first memory of mom? Well, there's so many of them. I can't okay. Can't name them one by one. Take back. Take yourself back to when you were a, a child, a little kid. All right, and we can still use Saturday morning if you want to, but just take it back to when we, you were really young. What What is the first memory, the first thing that pops in your mind about mom? Well, first thing was we'd go out and about whenever she was going to need to go somewhere, I'd go along. Mm-hmm. And try there was a um, yep. Just wanted to just wanted to play outside. Just wanted to go outside. Okay, and she let you play outside. Yeah, she did. Did she ever play outside with you? A little bit. What did you all play? Played you know, like pitch and catch. Pitch and catch. Yeah. Did she play with you on the swing set? I think so. She did. So. Did she push you? Yeah. On the glider. Yeah. That I was never allowed to get on yeah. because it belonged to you. Yeah, I didn't mind. I didn't mind you getting on it. Yeah, well, you threw a fit when we were kids. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> so, um, mom spent her life taking care of you, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. And um, so, I want to ask you, and this is kind of a weird question, but they're all weird questions at this point. So, did you love her? Yes, sir. How did you know that you loved mom? Whatever. So, um, That's a tough question. Is it tough? Yeah. Why is it tough? Hard to explain. It's hard to explain. Yeah. Okay. So mom always made sure that you had everything that you needed. Right. And most of the things that we wanted. Yeah. Tell me about when mom went to work. How did... How, did she, she worked outside the home? Where'd she work? Up there at the abstract office where Steve, uh, where Steve Raymond's office is now. Okay, and that was the first time she worked outside the home? Well, first time I can remember. Okay, and how old were you? I'm going to say about three or four. Okay. Um, and then what? Then where did she go to work? Shelby County Herald. At the newspaper? Yeah. She worked there for how long? December of 75 to January of 94. Okay. All right, so um, we're going to talk a little bit about mom's disposition and her mm-hmm. personality. So you, she was your caregiver, but then toward when she got older, you became her caregiver um, in a way. Mm-hmm. So tell me, uh, how frustrating was it to live with mom? Not too terribly frustrating. How many times did she make you rearrange the furniture? Oh, gosh. <laughs> tell me about rearranging the furniture. Well, at least, I'm going to say... Five, or five to ten times a year at least at least anyway, <laughs> this is just an estimate now <laughs> she was never happy with it was she no excuse me oh man. that's okay she was never happy with it no no what do you think that why do you think that was i don't know okay and then when she had her birthdays yeah what would you give her for her birthday normally Did you make her cards? Yeah. You did? Yeah. On your computer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy living with mom? I think so. Did she? Do you? Did you feel like she smothered you mm-hmm. at all? Not really. Not really? Was she overprotective, do you think? I kind of doubt it. You doubt it? Yeah. Okay. Um, tell me what mom used to make that was your favorite thing to eat. 
Tuna casserole. Tuna casserole. Mom did make a mean tuna casserole. Tell me what your least favorite thing was that she would make you eat. Um, Cabbage. Cabbage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Mom had a thing about cabbage. It was weird. Um, How would you describe mom to someone who didn't know her? Do some hard thinking. I'll have to do some hard thinking on that one. Okay. Well, let's start with what she looked like. Mm-hmm. So, tell me what mom looked like to you. It looked like a, a normal lady. A normal lady. That's the best way I can put it. Was she short, tall, medium, what? I would say medium. What color was her hair? Brown. And then what color did it get? Started getting gray. Yeah, it did start getting gray. Okay. Um, what were some of the things that mom was good at, do you think? Playing a game, wanting to play a game of Connect Four. Playing Connect Four. Yeah. Okay, was that when you were younger? A little bit. Do you remember mom ever um, coming to school and talking with your teachers or anything like that? Uh, kind of. Yeah? Did she do that? Yeah. And then, um, just like... You you love to go to football games and stuff, and so yeah. was mom supportive of that? I think so. Okay, yeah. and how did she show her support for that? Go Raiders, oh, by saying go Raiders. By saying go Raiders. Did she come to the football games? I think she did a while back. Yeah, she did? Yeah. Did she, when she was able to. When she was able to. Yeah. All right. Do you remember uh, the year that mom had her first heart attack? January was the uh, morning after the Super Bowl of January of 94. Okay. And um, what went through your mind when the ambulance pulled up and they put her in that ambulance? Were you scared? Okay. And I didn't know if they were going to turn the siren and the lights on her. Okay. So you didn't know how severe it was. Okay. All right. And that was the first time really that you had, because I was in college, Mm -hmm. and that was the first time really that you had ever been on your own without mom there. Yeah. How long was she in the hospital? Going to say five or six days. Okay. Roughly. And then when she came home, she was very different. Yeah. Right. She couldn't lift or no, she, no rigorous activity. No. And then eventually she be, was declared disabled. Yeah. Okay. And that, by okay. the way, that was the morning after Super Bowl 28. Oh, way. yeah. Okay. That's important. And who won Super Bowl 28? Dallas Cowboys. And who they play? Buffalo Bills. Yeah, that's exactly why next week uh, we will be doing a special Super Bowl and football edition that John wants to do every time we podcast, but we're going to hold him down to one. Um, So when she came home, did you help her? Yeah. Okay. Did you understand what had happened? Yeah. With the heart attack? Mm -hmm. What had happened? It's okay. That's a tough question there. Okay. All right. We will leave the tough questions. And she had, after that heart attack, when was her second one? Well, uh, ten years later in, in the 04, March of 04. Okay. And, again, you were left uh, by yourself in mm-hmm. the house. Okay. And um, Mom had always insisted that you were very independent, but that you just needed a little help here and there. So let me ask you to think back on those times when you were in the house by yourself and you were taking care of everything. Were you frightened? Not too terribly frightened. Okay. Were you a little frightened? 
A little bit. What were you afraid of? Didn't know what I was going to... I was going to prepare my own dinner and everything. Okay. All right. So then, um, when did mom start showing you how to do things like that? I'm guessing after she after she got back home from her second heart attack. From her second heart attack. Yeah. And then, didn't she have a third one as well? Oh, I believe, uh, I think so. Okay. Do you remember when that one was? That was in uh, October of 2014. Okay. All right. And how long was she gone that time? Until she passed. Until she passed. Okay. So you, uh, October of 2014, you thought that that was a, a heart attack that took her. Okay. Do you remember anything about that morning? A little bit. I was getting out. Get right, getting ready for church service, and then my mom is there having some kind of pain or something. She called 911. Okay. And then we... And the, go the ahead. Ambulance came, then the ambulance got sent down to, down to the house. Okay. And then she was taken to Boone. Yeah. Okay. And then she never came back. Right. Tell me how you felt about that. I felt a, a little bit surprised, but... A little bit surprised. Yeah. Okay. Did you, do you remember um, uh, when I called you on a, I think it was a Tuesday, the Tuesday night that after she had been admitted on Sunday at Boone Hospital Center and I told you that you needed to come up with Uncle Jerry? Do you remember that? I think, I think you did. Yeah. Do you remember? Um, or I think maybe it was the Miles, Terry Miles come up that day. Oh, okay. That was Columbus Day that year. Oh, okay. All right. It was Columbus Day. Of course you remember. Um, do you remember what I asked you to do when you came up that day? Not for sure. I asked you to tell mom goodbye. Oh, yeah. I think Do you remember what that was like? A little bit. Kind of scary. It was scary yeah. to tell her. Was it sad? A little bit. A little okay. Bit. I, was, I suspected that was probably going to happen anyway. You did? Yeah, in a way. Did you know that mom had cancer? No, not, not, I don't think you did. Um, until Jerry said he recommended Dr. Ramados. Right. Right. And Dr. Ramados is who to you? Yeah, is oncologist. He's your oncologist. Yeah. So mom knew Dr. Ramados really well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when you walked in to the hospital, and let's go back in your, let's walk back just a little bit in time. Um, when you walked into that hospital that October morning, that Wednesday, and you went into the room, and she was laying there in the bed. What was the first thing that you thought? When the, when that Friday when that on Friday morning I come down. It might have been. Wendy Wendy Kirby had to have something done too, so I rode down with her. Okay, so. all right, that's fine. Yeah, so. Do you do you remember what you thought when you first saw mom? Well, not right offhand. Okay, were you sad at all? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, yeah. do you miss mom? Yeah. What do you miss about her? Everything. Like? Like. Playing Connect Four. Playing Connect Four. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you don't miss moving her furniture around? Mm -hmm. I ain't going to say that, but half and half. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You can admit it. She's, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, some of it was a little bit too heavy for comfort, but oh. I... I wasn't able to. Oh yeah, and, them. yeah. Mom was a very fixy person, and she yeah. always had new ideas, didn't she? Yeah, it seemed like it. Yeah. So let's get back just a little bit uh, to the essence of mom. Yeah. So when you th when you remember mom, if you 
could describe her to a person in one word, what would you say about her? What was she? I'd say she was a medium-sized lady. Medium-sized <laughs> 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 No, I ain't saying nothing bad. No, I know. Okay, okay. But I was talking about, okay, let me put that in a bit. Let me frame that a little bit better. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> That's okay. No, it's, it's fine. Okay, so... Not her appearance, but the way that she treated you and loved you. What would you say about her? Well, I would say she was being a little bit protective. She was protective. Protective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you? Do you think that a little bit, a, a little side, a part of you, resented that just a little bit? Maybe just a little bit. Did you enjoy making her feathers ruffle? <laughs> I don't know about that, but John, tell the truth. I think a little bit. I did. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> so, so um, you got the opportunity to take a couple of trips and and to travel a little bit with your friend Terry. Yeah. Um, do you think that um, did do you think that that was hard for mom to let you go on those things? Uh, not really. You don't think so? No. You think she enjoyed the peace and quiet? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, if mom were standing right here, and we each had the chance to say something to her, what would be the something that you would say? I'd say, I'd say hi. You'd say hi. I love you. I love you. Yeah. That's what I'd say, too. Um, do you think that, do you think that mom felt like, that she sacrificed for you? In a way, yes. You do? Yes. And, but you appreciate that, don't Yes. You do. Okay. And then um, one thing that I wanted to, I want to broach the subject of dad for just yeah, a minute. Dad. Do you remember when mom and dad were together? Yeah. You do? Yeah. And how, how what was that like? Because I don't have any memories of Oh, my, you probably don't. I wasn't even born yet. Uh, so I don't have any memories of. Uh, what was it like of being together? Yeah, I liked. I kind of liked. I liked it when they were together. You did. Yes. And you can remember those times. Yeah. You you can. Yeah. What was I? Was mom? Um, was she happy? Did she? Do you think she was happy? Mm. I'd say yes. You'd say yes. Yes. Okay. And um, mom was the one who always fought for you to get, you know, the help that you needed and and things like that. So what would you uh, what would you say was the biggest difference that she made in your life? I would say she helped me. Um, she helped you. She helped me with my, um, so I can pave the way so I can get my golf cart. Yes, she did, didn't she? Yeah, which yeah. I kind of missed, which I missed today. Yes, I know you do. You mentioned, this is the second podcast where yeah. you've mis mentioned the golf cart, so I'm sure eventually we will have to uh, uh, find a substitute for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be driving illegally through the streets. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, but mom made a good home for you, didn't yes, she? Yes, she did. Yeah. That's what I wanted to say, too. Yeah. Oh, really? That's why I'm, that's what I was going to say. Well, keep saying. Keep talking. Talk she to She really her. made a good home for me. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I wasn't able to have my own place to stay, mm -hmm. which was a, which, I, which I, I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate the help I got as far as she goes. From mom? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. And you know she loved you. Yes. Yes. And you loved her. Yes. What does love feel like? Love is feels like you're um, like you're well being welcome. Like you're being welcome. Yeah. That's beautiful, John. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that we are going to end it there. Thank you very much you for bet. talking with me. Next week. Don't forget to uh, mark your calendars because John will be talking football. It may be an extended two-day podcast with all of the knowledge that you have about football, right, John? Right. Absolutely. So thanks for listening, John. Thank you for sharing with us. You betcha. All right. Thank you. Connect for Ownership of the Glider, teaching John to be independent, and just in case... I remained as selfish and flighty as I was during most of my young adult life. I finally grew up, sort of. And I journaled the day that my mother came to the hospital, whether it is Wednesday or Friday, to say goodbye to our mom. I'm going to finish this week's episode with that journal entry. My brother is void of emotion. It is not his fault. It is not his choice. He is autistic. My mother was his caretaker until about five days ago when she came to the hospital. Today, my brother, who is void of emotion, came to the hospital to say goodbye to the woman who has sacrificed her life literally for her children. There are two ways to give up a life. One is to literally lay down your life and die. The other, more difficult and more rare, is to lay down your life and live. My mother did the latter. My brother, I was convinced, couldn't understand what mom had done. And as the bossy, know-it-all younger sister, I just assumed that I would have to continually point that out to him. Nothing says, shut your mouth and chew, like a piece of humble pie. He came into the room and didn't hesitate. Her appearance didn't bother him a bit, though the last time he saw her, she was much more animated. He looked at her and went to her bed immediately. Mom hadn't taken her pain medications this morning, using the pain to make her lucid. She looked up at him with instant recognition in her eyes and smiled the lopsided smile that she has now. He smiled down at her, and with all of the tenderness that she has streamed into him her entire life, he rested his hand gently on her head. He bent down to eye level, and her eyes followed him as if he was still the little sandy blonde boy I had seen her holding in the pictures before I was in the picture, so to speak. I had never thought about it, but there was a time when mom belonged only to John. There was a time when they were a family without me. And as if the focus of everything suddenly fish-eyed back, I was again out of the picture. Mom, I want to tell you something. John started talking in a voice I had only ever heard from him when he spoke to a puppy named Fritz that we once had. Mom, I want to say thank you for taking care of me for my whole entire life, even when I was a pain, he said. And I know you love me, and I want you to know that the feeling is mutual, Mama. I felt as if I should have not been in the picture, in the same moment that every part of me was thanking God that I was. Mom is officially on end-of-life hospice care, and it won't be long, but we are all ready. Some people live their lives in a downward slope with death being the most insignificant thing they do. Mom lived her life more like a crescendo. 
If you enjoyed A Long Time Going, we would love for you to consider subscribing and also following us on Facebook at A Long Time Going Podcast. Thank you for sharing your time with us today, and we will drop a new episode every Sunday evening, so feel free to check out all of the episodes at alongtimegoing.buzzsprout.com.